Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and I want to talk to you about uh, one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And I was fortunate to go to this exact place where this happened in Israel um, when I was blessed to go there back in September. And uh, it's a story about where uh, Jesus healed the the man uh, by the pool. It's in John chapter 5, as uh, my friend Sherry Mather likes to say, my John 5 man. It says, Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the Sheep Gate was the pool of Bethesda with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay there on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew how long he had been ill, he asked him, Would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I'm trying to get there, someone else always gets in ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up the mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath day, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, You can't work on the Sabbath. It's illegal to carry that sleeping mat. He replied, The man who healed me said to me, Pick up your sleeping mat and walk. Who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know, for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, Now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went to find the Jewish leaders and told them it was Jesus who had healed him. Oh, love those 15 verses there. What a powerful, powerful story. And just to be there in Israel back in mid-September and to be able to share a, a little devotion from this really, really was a blessing. And as I was preparing this week, I hadn't planned on talking about this, but I just really believe that somebody needs to hear this today. And as you sit here and you think about that, somebody, maybe you've heard that story many, many times, but... I have to be honest with you, when I read the story preparing to share a devotional on this passage of Scripture, when we were at the Pool of Bethesda where Jesus actually performed this miracle, one of the things that I had never realized before was that Jesus, he didn't know it was Jesus, okay? I mean, he didn't know when uh, Jesus asked him, you know, very simply, uh, would you like to get well? The sick man says, I can't, sir. He didn't call him teacher, rabbi, master, words that Jesus throughout the Bible was called. And then obviously as I went on and read through John chapter 5 there, once he was healed, they asked him, who healed you? And he replied in verse 11, the man who healed to me uh, did this and, and or told him, you know, and they said, well, who was it? And he said, I don't know. Because, and then later he found out it was Jesus. And so, just so powerful, friends. And for somebody listening today, you need to know that Jesus is always working. And here's this guy been laying by this pool for 38 years. And Jesus walked up and 
asked him, hey, do you want to get well? And then his life changed instantly in probably about 30 seconds, maybe a minute at most. And I just want to share with you that you don't know when Jesus may show up. I mean, this guy's life was changed forever in a good way. But he had no idea that day that Jesus would show up after 38 years of living, laying by the pool, obviously you know, not good health, but also, uh, let's be honest, it probably got into wallowing quite a bit. Uh, woe is me, uh, throwing pity parties. And yet, I mean, we've all been there. So not judging him, not throwing stones at him in any form or fashion. But friends, it's easy to do that. And I've got to ask you today, what is it in your life that if you're honest, you've been kind of wallowing around in. Uh, it is something really painful. Uh, it is something that's hurtful. Yet many, many years have gone by, and yet you still let it control you. Because this guy, when Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? His response was, wasn't, yes, absolutely, I'd love to get well. He says, I can't, sir. And he talked about what had happened, for I have nobody to help me. And so I want to ask you today, do you want to get well? Now, please don't get me wrong. There's sometimes there's some things that, you know what, and there's certain health challenges and diagnoses that, you know, God can provide a miracle, and he does still heal. But sometimes there are things we just have to live with. And my heart hurts for you if you're in one of those situations. It truly does. I have a couple of friends that are going through some really, really tough health challenges, some physical challenges, and man, it just, my heart, it just hurts for them so deeply, and so I try to encourage and listen to them and love them, try to make them laugh, because um, sometimes we just have these thorns in our flesh, these challenges of living in a fallen world that we don't feel well, but then there's sometimes, a lot of times, that there's things that have happened in our lives, a wound, maybe a mental, emotional wound, and that we have been wallowing in it for years and years. And it may not be 38 years, but it's been five years. It's been 10 years. It's been 15 years. And you're like, you know, you still, instead of wanting to get well, you want to talk about it over and over again. And Satan loves it, friends. Just have to be honest with you. Okay? Not going to be warm and fuzzy here. Not going to be diplomatic. Satan loves it if he can get you to wallow around in your disappointment, in your defeats, in your failures, in things that people have done wrong to you. He loves to get us to focus on that. And so I want to encourage you today, if Jesus asks you, do you want to get well? Absolutely, yes, I do, Lord. Yes, I do. And I'm going to get it well in every other area of my life. I may not be well in this one area because it's something I can't control about what happened to me in the past, okay? But I am going to choose to get well and be focused and thankful for the blessings that I have and focus on the positives and the good things that I have. And be encouraged by that, that not knowing you know, Jesus could just show up whenever he wants to, okay? And... It could be today for you. The other thing is I want you to see, because I know sometimes I've struggled with this as a follower of Jesus. Sometimes I think it's about me trying harder, doing more things for Jesus, and spending more time with Jesus. Now, most of the time, that's not an issue, I think, for most of us about spending uh, 
too much time with Jesus. It's something I, I want to grow and do even more. I try to spend time with Jesus every day. But there's been times and busy seasons of life that it's become a drive-through devotion, I like to call it. And I'm trying to be really more intentional and be careful about letting that happen over the past few years. And yet the enemy loves to get me busy with my to-do list. And most of them are ministry-related. And yet wants me to kind of shorten that time with God. And friends, that is the bread of life. That is our strength, supernatural strength when we need it. It's where our hope is. It's where wisdom is. We talked about that earlier this week. So please don't shortchange that time with God in the morning. And I've had to learn, you know, I love sports and football and basketball season now upon us. The football already has been basketball. That sometimes, you know what, I just got to go to bed at halftime. I can't watch the second half. I'll find the score out tomorrow in the paper or online now. (laughs) It used to be in the paper now online, okay? But the fact of the matter is that God wants to speak to you. And it's not about you trying harder. The guy at the pool, he didn't do anything to earn that healing that day, did he? Didn't earn anything. But that's how Jesus does it sometimes. And for some of you, it's not about more information. It's about transformation. And the transformation happens by application. Say that one more time. It's sometimes not about more information. It's about application of what you already know that you've learned about God and Jesus through the Bible and through sermons and through podcasts and radio programs and through the Holy Spirit. And it's simply now about applying that information, which then will lead to transformation in your life. And it's a beautiful thing. And I love testimonies of transformation. I've got a guy uh, that follows me on Facebook, Scott Carnell, that I've known for many years. He was in a tough time in his life several years ago, many years ago, and I met him through a men's recovery program, and yet it's beautiful to see how God's transformed his life, and he started to finally apply the things from the information he learned at this men's recovery ministry, and uh, it's a beautiful thing to see, and I'm so proud of him, and I rejoice with him, and I think about transformation, yet he's humble and honest and comments all the time on my daily uh, cups of hope. Uh, this one-minute thing that I do each day. Uh, a lot of people I know like to watch that. Sometimes they're like, you know, I've overslept, but I need to spend some time with God. And the one-minute daily cup of hope helps me to get my morning off to get refocused. And you can find that on my personal page, Greg Horn, or on Hope Is Here Lex on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok. We're on all three of those with um, the one-minute cups of hope. Simply type in at Hope is here, Lex, which is L-E-X. But friends, God wants to transform you, but sometimes it's not more about you trying harder, but it may be just about applying what you've already learned from the Lord. And then one of the things is, you know, Jesus, when you don't know, he will show up sometimes. It's, you know, God does ask us to do things, all right? Remember Jesus told him in verse 8 after he said, do you want to get well? Uh, Jesus finally just looked at him and said, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and walk. For somebody listening today, I believe that's a word for you. Maybe you're watching on our YouTube channel too. But the fact of the matter is God's saying to you, hey, I want you to stand up for whatever wound it is that you have been just kind of, if you're honest, just kind of almost paralyzed you. 
mentally, emotionally, physically, but today say, you know what? I stand up. I'm walking out of this situation. I am going to make that appointment with a Christian counselor. I'm going to go see a doctor. Uh, maybe try a different doctor. Maybe try, you know, maybe a non-traditional. Maybe a, you know, go to see a, somebody that does something with natural medicines. A, a holistic approach, okay, to that. Right? I'm going to sign up for that exercise program. I'm going to do. I'm going to do Trainer Joe's in December. I'm going to schedule an appointment with that guy at Stronger Life and find out about this workout program. Okay, I'm going to decide. I'm going to apply for a new job because I know the one I am. It's just not a good environment, and they don't treat me well. And um, you know, it's about updating your resume, or it's about going back to school. Okay, or it's having that difficult conversation with your spouse about, hey, things aren't going well in our marriage, and we need to see a counselor. Um, this, whatever it is that you need to do today, you need to stand up. Do something about it. Stand up for yourself. Make a decision. Maybe it's to end a relationship that you know is not God-honoring, and it hasn't been for a long time. Secondly, he says to pick up your sleeping mat. I think, you know, hey, don't forget where you've come from, but pick that up and then walk, okay, to walk. And a lot of times that's walking away from the past of things that have kept you paralyzed just by laying around and not moving forward with your own one and only life. And the fact of the matter is, friends, you're the only one that can make that choice today. We can't blame it on other people, can't blame it on how we feel. Sometimes we have to do simply what Jesus said to the man in John chapter 5, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and walk, and take action. And I promise you that Jesus will meet you right where you are if you really, truly want to get well. My name's Greg Horn, and this is Hope is Here. We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow for Food for Thought Friday. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Raise your game, lower your pain. Sometimes ordinary tasks can become extraordinary feats. And that's why there's the Joint Chiropractic to keep you moving. Wellness starts here. No appointments or insurance necessary. Open nights and weekends. Stop by when it's convenient for you at our Tate's Creek location. And ask us how you can save with our end of year specials. Great for unused FSA and HSA dollars. For additional information, visit thejoint.com backslash 15002. Go Eagles!